I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Online Darts, the live lounge. It is Wednesday, the 16th of September, and here we are, as always, I'm Phil Bars, joined by Jack Gowie-Garwood and Jonathan. Gentlemen, good evening. How are we all? Yeah, evening, Phil. Very, very warm welcome to everybody watching us here on YouTube, as always, tonight. I will be brutally honest, uh, PB. After the last five days, my head is absolutely frazzled. Uh, The amount of ranking changes, the amount of everything else that's happened, loads of people wondering who's the best player in the world, and I'm sure we'll get to that discussion tonight. I'm very, very excited to have that discussion, but it's great to see your two uh, faces uh, uh, from all of us here in Birmingham, Samwell and Solihull. I'm in Solihull. We're all on lockdown, but you two can still go out and party if you'd like to after what's been a dramatic autumn series indeed. Yes, go on. You, how, how, how have you found it? <laughs> <laughs> you can try, pal. It's been all right. I got a proper job, so I've been at that, and that's about it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Happy well done. to you. Pro- proper, jo- proper job, but we've managed to follow the autumn series, and what an unbelievable five days of darts. It, it's had just about everything. We'll go through the individual days in a minute plenty to talk about so we're going to go through the the five days the order of merit who's doing bits who's not we've got the fdi power rankings to talk about as well because i really love them because it's more like a proper ranking about like golf because it gives you an indication of who's playing well now not 18 months ago um and everything like that then we're going to look ahead to the world series fans are back in austria as it's being billed by the pdc Plenty to talk about. So, gents, only one place to start with all that being said. We'll cut straight to day number one. And it had a familiar feel to it, I think it's fair to say, with Stakey winning awesome series number one. Go on then, Jar. We'll we'll let you go here because... You're the you're, you're the snake boy fanboy. <laughs> I can't I can't help this. The fact that he is the best player in the world. There's there's no doubt in my mind, and it hasn't changed since the last time we had this discussion last week after the Premier League. And uh, you know, he he looked in, on that day in particular. He looked in unbelievable form. There's no doubt in my mind about that. I thought that this was a really solid day's work from Snake because he backed up. A really good end to the Premier League where he, he was really on top of his game, it felt like, in aspects of it. To get to that point where he just looked so calm and collected. To be in that point as well, by the way, and I'm, I don't want to talk about the Green Machine too much at this point because I'm sure we'll discuss him 
a little bit later. But the fact that he's 5-2 down, getting battered by Michael Van Gerwen, to then come back and average 109 against him to win that map 7-6 shows to me that he actually what we need to be that we said with it that you did with him, PV. In my opinion, he's got majority of the darting world. When he's on it, he's got the majority of the darting world in the palm of his hand. He's the player that nobody wants to play. And that is a point where you have to admit that he is the best player on the planet. And and that is the truth. That game for me, he he, he participated in two of the games of the Awesome Series for me. That semi-final, which was utterly mint from both players, and the other game was the quarter-final where he lost to Joe Cullen, where Cullen had 112 average and Peter Wright just, uh, just 106. So, uh, you know, poor from Peter, from Snakey, really, in that sense. But, no, in my opinion, this is obviously easily his best day of the entire tournament. Back-to-back Pro Tour titles as well for Snake Bite. In short, I don't think he could have done much more than that. I mean, okay, fair enough. He, he wasn't expected to play Marlis Rasmussen in the, the final. Four. I don't think he was expected yes, to, to win, but if... <laughs> yes, but to do that consistently, Gob, and also as well to go 17 unbeaten on the Pro Tour is not exactly a bad effort, is it? He's, he's done all right, but if you're world number one, like you think he is, world champion and the best on the planet, to only win one is not a good week's work, I don't think. Well, for, 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 for number one, for the number one player in the world, as currently, as rankings suggest, has only won one as well. So are we saying that's not a good work for week for him when he was in a crisis? I don't yeah, think he is a good week for him. I think he'll say that himself. If you if yeah. you ask MVG, he'll say it's a poor week's work. Yeah. Well, no, but that but that but that's the standard that MVG sets, and I'll come on to him a little bit later because I want to have this discussion with you two as well as our viewers and our listeners about where we need to judge Michael Van Gogh, whether we're judging him a bit too harshly, and I'll, I'll explain a bit more of that in a bit later on. However, for Snakey, he has been the best player in the Premier League. There's no doubt in my mind about that, Since since probably since the restart. There's no doubt in my mind that he was. Uh, he's also been probably, he was probably the more, one of the more consistent players here. I appreciate he didn't have a great day today when he lost to Ravi John when he lost to Ravi John Rodriguez in the second round, but let's not go into the bottom half of that draw today because that was bloody wild. Um, I, I still maintain that he is the best player on the planet. And it, But let me tell you, the gap between the three, where it was at the end of last year to where it is now, the gap between Wright, Van Gerwen and Price, I can ever make, anybody can make a case on either one of those three being the best player in the world and I'll have a listen to it. No, I, I agree that one of those three is the best player in the world at the moment, <laughs> but we'll come on to that shortly. <laughs> um, Let me yeah. guess where you're going with that one, PV. Let me guess where you're going uh, with that one. I think you might be surprised. Mm. Um. But no, Peter Wright getting job, getting the business done on day number one, and like we said, the semi-final was probably the best game of the day. Arguably, one of the best day games of the tournament across the whole five days. I know we can't watch them all, but certainly the stream games. Again, we'll talk about this one more important. But Big Dev doing bits again in day number one. We'll we'll touch on Big Dev as we go along, but Snakey. Getting business done on day number one, but that's as good as it got for the world champion. Day number two. Hands up if you saw and predicted this one coming, ladies and gentlemen. 
No. <laughs> Damon Hetter, the Heat, um, winning on day number two of the Autumn Series. And in fairness to him, he played steady. Although I wouldn't say great, I'd say steady. I think it's a fair assessment, Gob. Yeah, I think steady is exactly the word. He was consistent all day and he's very tough to beat. He's very consistent on his finishing. Um, he's quite methodical as a player for someone who doesn't expend a lot of energy for his action. Um, and I think that obviously frustrates people. I talk about the pace of the game quite a lot. I, I think he is an uncomfortable player to play against at times. Um, but he's obviously got bags of belief, bags of ability. We've seen that from from winning a World Series event, and now he's converted it into a, a ranking event as well. And he will keep climbing up the rankings. He will get more and more comfortable as he spends more time. Well, this one wasn't even in the UK. Still yet to win a, a title based in the UK now that he's been over it. But as he as he settles into that, I think he'll become more and more dangerous as he goes along. He'll get more and more belief. Um, and just constantly playing darts at this level, his game will get better. I know, 100%. And I, and I like the fact he's made the commitment to move over here. And as he said in his presser afterwards, he's here now until it's done, basically. Yes, if there's a gap, he'll go home. Um, but primarily, he's here to do business and do bits on this tour. Um, I believe his wife's over with him as well, which is a huge thing for any I think that massively helped. Hundred percent. I'm with you on that one. Obviously, 100%. I've spent a lot of yeah. time with Kyle, and I think not having the family here is the difference. I think you you can definitely see the difference it makes on the down days when when Carl was playing darts, he was absolutely fantastic. But those periods when he just arrives back in the UK and he hasn't got anything to concentrate on for a couple of weeks, they're the ones that hit the most. And I think Damon traveling with his partner will be absolutely massive for him. They they can build a life together rather than trying to build something as a family on opposite ends of the, of the globe, pretty much. Yeah, no, 100%. I think that is huge. And that's the, the thing. A bit like when Whitlock did it, he made the commitment. He came over on his own, but he knew what it was. But Kyle was sort of like stuck in the middle. So, you know, better. He tried to do both. And I don't think you can. It's either one or the other. God, would you agree? Yeah, definitely. They, they tried it at the so, start uh, and then it just wasn't for the family. So, they moved back and Kyle stayed to, to try and make a go of it. And I, I think he's done the best he can and we'll, we'll see what happens in the future for him. But Damon managing to do it with his partner is, is massive. A hundred percent. And I'm guessing that he will represent Australia as well in the World Cup with Simon Whitlock. And I'm not being disrespectful here, but right now that makes Australia a better team. Yeah, in my opinion. I think so. Damon's consistently playing darts at the minute. That's something that Kyle hasn't been that, able that, to do. He hasn't been thing. able to yeah. travel back over to play in any of these events. Um, so the, the fact that Damon's actually on the board and playing just gives him that edge at the minute. Yeah, no, definitely. And, of course, he will be in the Grand Slam of darts as well, which is a huge thing for the Heat. But we'll come on to that more in a minute. Moving on to day number three. We knew it wouldn't take long, ladies and gentlemen. And first of all, thanks, Lou. I think Lou had a few days off at the start of the week, but um, Lewis from the PDC, I've, I've pinched his graphics as always. He does a great job with them. We've, we've, we've got them from day three on. We've got them from day three onwards. Um, the Big Green Machine, MBG, 
back in the winner's circle, but the equipment changes. I think we'll start there because it's quite a big one, wasn't it? I know we were umming and ahhing. I sort of like knew because he told me that I'm probably going to go back. And I think it made a huge difference over the five days playing with the old equipment. Can I just say very, very quickly, we actually managed to get through an answer with God before he, before he actually dials out his internet. His internet actually is stable this week. That is a big surprise. Well done. Congratulations well, got, to you. He's got, the ham, he's, he's got the hamsters in the old... We're run doing, doing their little exercises at the moment to keep them going. <laughs> no, don't jinx it. I'm actually on 4G. Oh, oh right, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even risking the Wi-Fi this week. I was about to say, I was about to go, Jesus Christ, that is a big one. It was cutting out a couple Uh, of times pre-show, and I was like, no, I'm not going through that again. I'm not going through that again. (laughs) If Rob messages for a shout-out in the comments in a minute, PB, get him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, Um, Right. big big question about (laughs) MVG's equipment change. Um, Look, it's interesting, I'd say, um, because, like I say, we all pretty much knew because you'd basically known beforehand, Phil, that he was going to change back. Um, he did pretty well on on Saturday, obviously making the semi-finals when he ran into the best player in the world. And then on Sunday, he ran into a Damon Hetter that was uh, on fire that day, really. He was more consistent player. And we've always said, if it's your day, it's your day. And uh, you have to go through Marco Van Gogh normally to go and win a title. That's just how it works uh, to, on the Pro Tour. Um, and no one did in this occasion. And you could see that he was a lot more comfortable than he normally would be with the normal darts. And I, like you've always said, uh, Phil, I think that uh, someone at Winmau is definitely, Lee at Winmau is going to be having a bit of a chinwag uh, to make sure that they can build basically an exact replica of Old Faithfuls in order to try to... Uh, getting for the next set of TV events. But that, so, so that was great and all that. But here's my biggest issue, right, with everything that everyone's talking about. And like we always say as, as a joke, we use the Harry Potter, he's back. We see that on Twitter. We see people going, is this the start really of MVG coming back into, back into where he is? I think we need to be a bit more realistic, if you want me to be honest, because that 2016 season, where he won every single televised title and then went on to win the world championships. That, that, that takes so much out of you. I don't think we will ever see the like of that again in this, in this sport. If you want me to be brutally honest, I don't think we'll ever see that ever again coming forward now with the strength of the game. So people I think are judging him on that 2016, 17 season when he was invincible to be consistently that invincible in this field. I appreciate people go, well, you say that he's the greatest player to pick up a dart, and Phil Taylor did this for so many years. Yes, you have to remember that the quality of the PDC back then is nowhere near as strong as the quality of the PDC is now. So I'm not having that argument about Taylor's invincibility. He's the most successful player to pick up a dart. is the greatest, in my opinion. We can have that discussion another day. So if you look at where what he was doing last year on the tour, he had a great start to the year. Picked up a couple of titles, did pretty well. Didn't win the UK Open, open obviously. Went missing in the middle after winning the Premier League. Went had, had a, had a, basically had a summer off, didn't really do much. Won, a, won a, 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 the Melbourne Masters uh, or the Sydney. Was it the Melbourne Masters? I think it was, wasn't it? So Melbourne Masters. Melbourne, 
Melbourne and Auckland. Oh, yeah, and then that set him up to uh, to go and win the World Grand Prix, to go and win the Champions League of Darts, the only one he hadn't won, to then go and win the uh, to go four short just at the Grand Slam. He then won the World Series, won the Players Championship, made a final of the World Championship. That is not a uh, that is not a man who's out of form. So if you look at it for what he was doing last year, the, the there was nowhere near that he's back. It's the fact that he was doing what he's been doing for the last two years, and that's how that's how it works. So. I think people need to start judging him on that season because 2016 will never happen again. It was that special because he was probably the only person who could play at that level and it just took that much out of him. I don't think we'll ever see the like. No, I, I agree. And I think he does get judged harsh, more harshly than any other player because of the standards he set. Look, the, the, the bar is a game is still better than anyone's a game fact. I don't know if anyone tries to tell me different, I'm just not having it. You're entitled to your opinion, but you're wrong. Is is a game is by far better than, than anyone else's, and we've seen glimpses again. I know we we like, yeah we we joke we use that he's back, but I've seen enough over the last week that he's not far away. And the big thing for me that I've noticed more than anything is the 180s, the, the grouping, and he's taken out combination finishes again. The 72s times 116s, they're dead when he's one die in hand. Because he trusts the equipment in his hand, he's not thinking about it. For me. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I his agree. Tom Cross finishing in the yeah. Premier League was abysmal. Yeah, um, his grouping as well. Just straight away, you can see when there's two sat in the top of the treble twenty. I don't think any of us think the other one ain't joining it anymore. But in the Premier League, we were like, this could go anywhere. This could, this could hit a big twelve. Um, so for me, great signs. On that, the problem for- is. He got very bored of darts at one point. He wasn't going for 180s. He was no longer the safe bet for a 180 count for a period of about 18 months because he was trying to set up legs differently. He was trying to look at it at a far more intellectual level than just getting up and letting the darts do the talking. He was trying to set up finishes from six, nine darts out that he likes and and different ways and different combinations because he was that good and he didn't have that much of a challenge. But I think that was his mistake because that allowed slips and, and mistakes and that allowed players to start edging those victories against him that let them build confidence they know they've done it before now so they can keep going and doing it again and obviously we, we spoke about those seasons he's had in the past law of averages suggests that people are gonna are gonna catch up with you they, they're gonna nick the odd win and the more and more the players have been around him um and, and pick up those odd wins they'll, they'll grow in confidence from it it's just the way that it is I think the season doesn't help him either, finally. Like, darts is an all-year-round game. You don't really get a break. You get the odd three or four weeks off, but you don't get, like, the whole summer off like you do in football or the winter off like you do in cricket or anything like that. So there's no time to really off last year, God. Have, have some downtime. He took summer off last year. <laughs> well, but he's managing his schedule now because you don't really get that. Players are being forced to pick and choose and then try and peak at the right moments. And that's not something we've ever seen in, in darts before, 
Whereas in other sports, you get the opportunity, you can wind down a bit. It doesn't take that much of a mental toll as other sports where you can go and get away for six weeks and then go, right, now these are my goals, these are what I've got to go and do because of the things like the World Series and that. So, what, But this is what I was going to come on to. If you look at if you look at everything to do with, with, with darts, really, you have that start of the year where you come back, where you have the Premier League, where it's his baby, let's be honest about it. This year, obviously, is a bit different with COVID, but let's just go with normal. The Premier League's his baby. So he normally goes at it hard, February to May, normally picks up the UK Open title, jobs are good in there. He'll then probably have, he'll probably then manage his schedule a little bit in terms of the World Series. Yeah, obviously want to win trophies. Everybody wants to win prize money and trophies. But the only real thing you've got to try to peak for in the summer is the world match play. That's the, that's the thing, because he's already done enough normally in February and March to get to the big events at the end of the year, certainly the players' championships and anything else. You then get through the match play and then you get to October or September normally October, once you've had the once you've had the World Series, which you've basically had the time in you know to maybe go for a couple of Euro tours and whatever, you then get to that stage of the year where it is brutal. Not just not just for the players, but for us for Christ's sake. Grand Prix, Euro, European Championship, Grand Slam, World Series finals, he's normally in as well. Uh, Champions League, if that comes back next year, the players' championships and then the daddy. What you need to do, and, and I mean he's better than it than most is to peak at that time. You want to be peaking October, November time to get yourself pushing into that World Championships. I've just seen um, a comment, yeah, by the no, way, I, uh, Pete. I've just, I've, I've just seen a comment, PB, on, on, on YouTube saying, is this the MDG Defence Hour? No, it's not. If you if you, if you you knew what my thoughts on Michael Van Gerwen are in comparison to most, I, this is not the MVG Defence Hour. I think that he has dropped, standards have dropped, but you have to compare them from where he is. Like... He isn't that he isn't that special, unique talent anymore because of what Gobba said. Whoa, he's not whoa, whoa, that special, whoa. unique talent. No, he's not, mate. And if, look, yes, he is. He's still, he's, still, he's still the most special talent out there by an absolute country. I, I don't disagree with you, but at the moment in time, the stats don't lie. Right gets him in the World Championships. He's not in the Premier League top four. I appreciate the UK Open. You know my thoughts on that. He should have gone against Jason Lowe. Look, the, the, the point is this. He's a great, great, great darts player. But you, but like I say, we have to judge him from where, for the standards that he set over the last year, not from that unique 2016 season where he won everything. And that's my point. My point is that this isn't the MVG defence hour. The point is, is that from where he was last year, there ain't much change to where he is this year. That's simple as. Well, I think we've um we've, we've covered day three quite well there, gents. I think we've um we, we, we've yeah, well, just about everything. Well. Um, right, we'll 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 do days four and five sort of like concurrent because they belong to one man, and it is the Iceman, Gathering Price, who over the last two days has been sensational. I think it's fair to say, gents. Has he? Have you not seen his, you said the stat, you said the stats don't lie. Have you not seen him today? I don't disagree today, but yesterday, mm, no. Yesterday, no. Beats Ryan Searle with Look, one okay. one hundred and five. Um, yeah, not, and he beat Ryan Murray with a one hundred and four. He had two to okay. yesterday, and I think he was incredibly yeah. fortunate to win the final. Absolutely. Today, he today he was over. Oh, the the final. Yeah, oh, winning the that final, final, the final I set that up completely. Oh yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. That 
yeah. that day four that Devin, Devin Pearson should have won the title. I'm not arguing that fact. And Gazi said it himself. But that's what pressure does for you. When it's your first final and Dev will learn from it. No, no doubt. But pressure does funny things to funny people. And the fact that Gezi is a seasoned winner, he knows how to win on a pro tour, a Euro tour and a stage, got him out of jail. I think it's fair to say in the final. I can't can't disagree with that. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I, I, just I wanted to see you try. I mean, his wins were good yesterday, which is where I was going to go. I, his, his solid wins, the two where he averaged over a ton. I think the rest of his game was similar to what we're seeing from Michael at the minute. I think the problem is that these guys are capable of, of such extravagant darts that when they pull it off, I'm, I'm just worried about the level of their B games. Yes, they're winning with it. But Michael's been around that that 92, 93 average for a fair amount of his games this week. Um, and he was doing the same in the Premier League. He's not really going 95 and above. And, and neither was Gezi's B game yesterday. And, and that's, I mean, it, it's a very harsh criticism, but that is the criticism you've got of, of the best players in the world in comparison to maybe three, four years ago. They weren't averaging less than 96, 97 a couple of years ago. If they averaged less than 92... They'd had a really bad off game. Now that they're still getting away with it, and I'm not sure if that's because perhaps some of the bottom end talent on the pro tour isn't what it was, and there are not. perhaps easier games at the minute. Without being disrespectful, there there are certainly a handful of players that you, you'd fancy your chances to get through with you, with your B game in in the opening round or two, and then you, you have to be over it. And I'm not sure if it's just a little that. bit of complacency. <laughs> For the- yeah, sorry to interrupt that, but just very, very quickly, there are, ch- there are some players at the top three players in the world. There are some players they could probably play their D game and still beat them. I'm not being funny, but some of the some I of the think that's just a little bit of complacency are- for these boys that they know that they can build into a day now. They don't have to be yeah. exceptional from dart one if they get the right draw. And what I'd this say quickly, Phil, what we're saying. just really quickly, Phil, what I'd Go say is, is that the top, the top three in the world currently, Wright, Price, MVG, are so far ahead of the field. I appreciate we have Gary on his day, can be up there as the top four, but I'd like to liken it to, and I think, God, on a previous show we said this, about Federer, Djokovic, Nadal, and Murray when he's on his day. Would you agree with that, probably? Saying that that's what the top four are like at the moment? Wright, Price, MVG, and then Gando when he gets going. I'd say so. Perhaps um, Gando could be swapped in or out, though, because you've got the likes of Dozer. Um, yeah, I, 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 think I think the top three... I Mar- you get the, the odd winner that's a better. bit more left field. Yeah, I think the top three are in a league of their own. And then, belief them, there's yeah. probably a group of five or six that on their day can, can damage anyone. But the top three consistently are, are head and shoulders above everyone else. For, for me, and I think most arts fans. But going back to what you're saying about the standard lower down in the 128, that's where the issue with Q score is because you don't get the best players come through. So the tour is never going to be yeah. the best 128 players that are available. But this is, but this is simple as. Okay, so look, we, we know, we know you've got your. You that. Well, that's very true, actually, yeah. Um, we know you've got your your gripes with Q School uh, PB. What would you like to see happen then? 
Do we cap entries? Do we cap people that only play on the dev tool? Or the challenge tour, excuse right. me. What do we do there? Do, 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 I can't I can't right. fathom me, that. Right, me me personally, and this is we'll come we'll come back on to day five in a minute, but just as we're talking about that, right? What I'd like to see, and look, this will never happen, by the way, because one, it would cost Barry too much money. But you've got the two tours, you've got the pro tour and you've got the challenge tour. Right. So for me, you play Q school to get onto the challenge tour. And then the cards that are available, it's simple promotion and relegation. If there's 20 people losing their tour card from the pro tour, the top 20 in the challenge tour, order of merit, win their card. Because you know they're committed to play. They've played at a good standard. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on where they are in those rankings on the challenge tour. Because for me, too many people rock up just to try and play a top player at Q School. And that's not what it was designed for. So that, that's the way I like to do it. That you, you, go to, you, you go to Q School to get on the tour, but that's to get your place on the Challenge Tour. And then you perform well on the Challenge Tour to get onto the Pro Tour. Well, you look at, well here's one for you then. You look at the Challenge Tour order of merit, right? Scott Mitchell. But I, I like that idea. I do. But like you say, it won't ever happen. You look at Scott Mitchell. You don't think he's better than some of the one two eight currently in the in the field. Honestly, 100%. it's the same way with talk about say talk about Andrew Gilding. Oh, champion. I'm about to say, I'm about to say, yeah, I, I'm, it, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not it's, a, it's a rhetorical question. It's not saying that like you know. <laughs> I understand that. Things like you say, Andrew Gilding, formerly put it on there. Eddie Lovely's had a good had a good run a couple of times in the summer series. You've got Robert Collins who's been doing bits, in particular, you know him pretty well as well, PB with with, with work and all that sort of stuff. Uh exactly. you know, Matty Denon, Adam Huck, Nathan Rafferty's been playing very, very well. Cameron Mendy's always there or thereabouts. I, I still yeah, maintain exactly. that. Look, they're, they're, yeah. Look, it, it, it'll never happen because of the financial implications. But hey, look, what do I know? It's just a little idea from us here at Online Darts. Right, anyway, back in the room, going on to day number five. We, we, we've, we, we've put that right in mid, mid rant. Um, yeah. Today, certainly, price was majestic. This was this was an astonishing yeah. day. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. The only time we didn't average a hundred was in the final. That is mental. I appreciate he obviously gets the buy because Andy Price, uh, Andy Hamilton uh, pulls out. But to be 3 nil down in your first match to Vincent van der Voort, to then go and absolutely wipe the floor with him in the last in six of the last seven legs, to go win 6-4 with 106 average, ain't bad. To then go, Gob, you could probably talk about a bit more about the James Wade game because that 10th that, that, uh, leg from Wadey, uh, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, on a serious note, that 10-yard yeah. leg from Wadey to break the throw, to then go and to go there and, and break the throw on the final leg in fourteen darts at average one hundred and seven cojones of steel there. Yeah, it was yeah, massive. I'm, like I'm I generally thought that that break back for Wadey at the last minute had, had turned the game back in his favour. Right, he, yeah, he threw like a pub player in the decided leg, but there's not like you do when your opponent throws a fourteen darter anyway. Yeah, that hundred percent, but. The Iceman is certainly going to take some stocking. Right. Interesting one, guys. The final order of merit for the Autumn Series. As we can see, the Iceman, Gerwin Price, tops it after winning two, 24,000. Now, here's the interesting bit. Number two is Michael Van Gerwen. Number three 
Is Peter right? Just saying, Jar, that the big green machine outperformed, outperformed right over five days in the autumn series. Moving on. Number four it, 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 is it is. Damon Hatter. <laughs> 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 right, I, I will come in the back. I'll move on. Have a move, Phil. Have a move. Hang on, one second. I will let you go through the top ten, but I will talk about something about going Price Walker and going and Peter Wright in just a second. Just, just let, I'll get, let you go through the top ten, and I'll, if you don't mind me coming back to uh, that, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, n- number five, Joe Cullen, I thought had a really good autumn series, did the rock Should've star. Won- uh, uh, I'm gutted for Cullen not to win one, because that Sunday in particular, where he did make the final, was mint. He was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Mensal Sulevich, number six. Big Dev Peterson at seven. 10 grand that could have been and probably should have been so much more, but a great five days for the South African warrior. Number eight is an interesting one, Ratajski, because barring today, he had an abysmal autumn series. Today, he got him out of jail. He was nowhere. But he, he was nowhere. He finds himself in eighth. Uh, Matthias Rasma, who was consistent across the five days and come from nowhere, finishing ninth. And also kept- the Portuguese are. Rockstar Jose de Souza yeah, in tenth is the top ten of the autumn series order of merit. Rasma, by the way, can I just say he performed so well on the Friday as well in the World Series qualifier. So that so that Saturday run to me wasn't a surprise. No people going, where the hell's that come from? But if you actually watched him on the World Series, he made the last eight of that. So there was there were signs there if you looked at there to suggest that he was going to do bits. I didn't expect him obviously to make a final, but. You look at it and go, Bardas Rasmus still in the tournament. How the hell is he there? Oh, yeah, he, he did well, probably well on the Friday. But my point about Price, Van Gerwen and Wright, PV, is the fact that we said this back at the UK Open, that two of the top three would be in the would be in the final, at, barring if they didn't draw each other. And obviously, Gerwin Price and Mike Van Gerwen were in that there, and Peter Wright lost to, uh, to Michael Smith, if my memory serves me correctly. In the yeah. uh, was it was it, sorry, excuse me, Daryl Gurney, excuse me, Daryl Gurney, it was in, the, in, in Gurney, on the yeah. Saturday night, and uh, it, it shows again, you know, consistency is there between going Price and Michael Van Gogh. I was really hoping that we were going to get them in the semi final today to properly decide who finishes top of the order of merit, but fate goes against the associated suit and knocks him out for the first time, gets his first win over MBG, big moment for him, but no, uh, you, you can't take away from what Price did yesterday for the last two days. It was absolutely astonishing. Simple as. Yeah, no, look, he's, he's been the best player across the, the five days. And the old saying, the new table never doesn't lie. And it doesn't hear that Michael Van Gogh is better than Peter Wright. I mean, I'm going, Price tops the table. Let's see what happens in the World Series finals on Friday and Saturday week, this weekend. <laughs> Right, we're going to bring up the FDI power rankings here as well because I really like this. Um, if you don't follow him on Twitter, this is yeah, really good. And it's, a, it's mint, and it's a absolutely mint. It's a more up-to-date ranking, guys. It's it's flexible, it moves. It's like the golf ranking. Um, that it's, it's just more up-to-date and you get a feel who's playing well and who's not. Um, so obviously this is, this is his table, which again is mint. But whilst we're looking at this, guys, who... For you, who's been the biggest winners and biggest losers of the Autumn Series? Gob, do you want to go first? I don't mind. I've got no problem at all. I don't yeah, mind going first. I was looking at notable absences from that top 10. I, I think that considering 
just how well Glenn does Glenn Durrant um appeared from the bubble and went on to top the Premier League table. I know he had a blip towards the last couple of days when he was pretty much already secure, but uh, I expected a bit of a better run from him. Uh, Michael Smith had an absolute howler of a week. Um, Adrian Lewis wasn't much better. Um, but there was some decent runs of form. I thought Joe Cullen was, was very good. He deserved to be in that top 10. Simon Whitlock was another who seemed to be in in contention pretty much every day. He, he just felt like a name that was appearing a lot until he, he inevitably crashed and burned on, the, on each day that he did. Um, who else was pretty sharp? That's about it for me at the minute. Tra- I think that they were the ones that really yeah. stood out. Stephen John, Bunton, actually, the last one on the front of the mix. Uh, yeah, um, biggest losers for me, Marcus Smith has to be in there because he just didn't look at all at it. Three first round exits in five days, two on the bounce. That's not the buddy boy that we know and love. So for me, he has to be in there. Again, weirdly, surprisingly down the bottom, obviously, and, and it's rightly so at the moment, it's Jeff Smith. He was absolutely nowhere all the time. But the poor bloke, I will give some mitigation on this one. The poor bloke kept re- ran into absolutely astonishing averages in the first round normally. Clayton hitting a 112 against him on the, on the fourth day. And then today losing to Stephen Bunting with 105. Like, come on now. Like, but there are some aspects, but I mean, he, he just wasn't anywhere near. Uh, Martin Klein, uh, Martin Kleermacher just didn't, with, with what you'd expect from him, with the way that he'd started, was there. Another one I'm going to put in, in, in the biggest losers, Jeffrey Desvan. He has got zero four at this moment in time. He has got to be worried big time because if some people can I'm come through the field. Oh, but honestly, like he, he might have just done enough over like winning a couple of games this week in order to uh, get to get to the Grand Prix. But my God, he sunk like a trace this week. Uh, and finally, for me, I hate to say this because I absolutely adore him, but Dirk van Dijvenbode absolutely sunk like a trace as well. Um, as well, Vandenberg wasn't great either. Dimi didn't particularly do well. Aspinall was there or thereabouts, I think, on most aspects. He, he just didn't get over the line in a couple of games. Biggest winners for me, I thought Boris Kuchbar looked absolutely sensational in, in parts. I thought he looked really, really sharp. Um, I also thought... Until he was that, fine uh, well, let's not talk about that, Gob. Uh, <laughs> Lisa Ashton as well looked brilliant. In, it looked brilliant in patches as well. I thought she played outstandingly, particularly on our run to the last sixteen on that one day. Um, and I think that's about it. it was obviously, Damon Hetter obviously winning his maiden pro tour. Obviously, we've got to talk about that because that's just catapulted. Well, it almost catapulted him into World Grand Prix place, and then he lost in the first round today, which means that he won't be in the Grand Prix places, which is just huge. Uh, missing out by two hundred and fifty quid. Uh, I mean, like I say, Grand Slam place might be a softener. Callum Ridge played well in patches. I thought as well, Cullen was brilliant as well, in particular on the Friday when he came through the field in the World Series qualifier. Um, I think that's it. I think that I think there's there's some big names in there, but I think the big names in this in this bubble didn't really particularly perform well, and, and there were some big names that we were expecting PB in the race for the Grand Prix to do bits that just didn't. Oh, no, I agree. I'm sure the ones, the couple that have missed out, Gabriel Clemens, I thought was shocking. And Agreed, sums up my point that I'm, well. still, I'm, I'm, I'm still not sold. 
about the, the German giant. And well, I think... But, but, but can, can I just jump in there really, really quickly? The whole of Germany didn't particularly perform well. Martin Schindler didn't really do no, bits. Maybe, really... The, maybe the quarter final. I thought, Schindler, I thought Schindler had a decent week. He wasn't exceptional. Uh, but Schindler was one that, that seemed to pick up a good couple of results compared to where he, the form he's been carrying before that. Max Hopkins. I thought he was very much Jeffrey as one six months ago. Another another yeah. one that's got huge issues, and he's going to be defending his tour card next year. It's Darren Webster. A couple of real shocking 79, 77 averages in losing defeats. And you think the demolition man two years ago was what 14 in the world? And he's what sudden, Yeah, and, that, and now all of a sudden, next year can be the biggest year of his career. Um, again, I agree that Ritz really impressed me in spells. Um, what what a young man I think he's going to be potentially be from that hotbed up in the northeast. And what, Luke Humphreys <laughs> started to to show again yeah. why because he, he went missing. But spells of genius from the World Youth Champion. Um, which I'm looking at it now. I tell you another one that I'm starting to really like. It's Willie Borland. He's been he's got something about him. Yeah, he, he, he really mean. impressed me in some games. Um, so, yeah, there's a big, big Willie. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely right. Yeah. Um, did, did, did really well for, for me. And, yeah, look, I can't, I can't disagree with any of the ones that we've, we've spoken about there. That it, and the rest are sort of like in and around, had good days, had bad days in terms of winning and losing. But before we come on to the World Series, you mentioned it, and there was a question on here. We're not going to shirk it. Um, where are we? From Philip. Uh, after the Summer Series, where is it? I said I'd answer it. There it is. Uh, no, Phil, do you still think that Sherrick is the best female player after the Autumn Series? Right. I'm not going to hide. Right, here we go. We could have we could have dodged the question and, and not answered it. However, that's not us. Right. Here, here's my no. thing with the whole Sherrick Ashton argument. Well, one, let's have it. They're both fabulous players, and I'm not saying they're not. So anyone that thinks that otherwise, I'm, they're both fabulous players. And what I said was. For me, Sherrick's A-game is better than Ashton's A-game. Not once have I said that Lisa isn't a fabulous player. But I think Sherrick has got more in her game. Right. Okay. I'll let you go. Carry on. You've got more. Um, You've got an A. There's there's a second there. I thought you were coming then. Yeah, yeah, look. Obviously, Lisa has played fabulously in the Autumn Series and taken all the plaudits, which she deserves. Not arguing that, but I think we'll see the best of Sherrick this coming weekend, which we'll touch on when we speak about the World Series. Here's my argument to anybody who talks about this. First of all, why we need to, I appreciate everybody needs to compare and contrast and all that sort of stuff. I get it, but let's have this right. What they're both doing for women's darts, first of all, I'm going to get some splinters before I jump on either side, one side of the fence here. In the sense of <laughs> what they're both doing for women's darts is absolutely mint. Ashton, week in, week out, day in, day out on the pro tour, hanging it with the uh, hanging it with the best players in the world, and then share it for obviously what she did at the World Championships. Let's not beat around the bush. That pretty much was the biggest dart story 
I'm going to say in probably four or five years, even bigger than Taylor's retirement, bigger than anything, was Sherrick's win. It reached international level. And darts has never had that, ever. <laughs> I, I will fight anybody on this one. <laughs> you can come into Birmingham and say, I'm on and I will fight anybody on that one, right? But we have not seen, on the PDC stage at least, we have not seen much of Lisa Ashton on the PDC stage, right? Whereas Sherrick, she's won two great games of the World Championships. She beat the world number 11 by three sets to one in doing so to make the third round for a kickoff. She's also taken the Premier League League champion to a draw at six all. Yeah, she didn't have a great uh, UK Open, obviously losing in the first round, but she got through to the UK Open on a floor event. So she's had the stage experience and the floor experience. I'm looking forward to seeing her on that stage because the crowd is going to go mental for it. She is the hottest property in, in darts. I don't care what anybody talks to me about, Michael Van Gerwen, anybody out like that. Sherrick does numbers. How it works. So... I'm looking forward to seeing them too. Obviously, the women's series. I can't wait to see Bakira Suzuki as well. I cannot wait to see Bo Greaves. The top four women in the game are going to be playing brilliant, brilliant stuff. But if I have to pick one, I hate to do this, but I'm siding with PB. I'm still taking Sherrick on, particularly on a stage over Ashton at this moment in time. Just touching on it, someone's asked why I compare them on YouTube. Because one, we were asked, and two, with the ladies series coming up, they're playing against each other for a place at the Grand Slam and the Worlds in a league table. There's always going to be comparisons made. Same as Liverpool and City, who's the best? Ronaldo, Messi, who's the best? Sport, you compare top stars, top teams. It happens. It's happened since the beginning of time and will happen till the day sport falls off the radar. Agreed, guys? Cobb, you're both continue to be wrong. Makura Suzuki is the best lady player in the world. I think if she played regularly, I think there's an argument. But the fact we only see her maybe twice a year, and but she's over obviously in Asia playing loads of soft tip and all that. If she was over on the tour, I 100% agree there's a massive argument there for that. 100%. But to be classed in the bracket as Sherrick and Ashton, she needs to come over and commit to playing yeah. still tip for me. Well, I'll say this very, very quickly, Gob, very, very quickly, and Phil as well. Remember, she was two darts away from beating Sherrick to the history-making moment against James Richardson at the World Championships. We thought that that was the moment. So, remember, she's not... like Anybody who says that we think that Makura Suki, we're just going to leave her out of this, no. <laughs> she was two darts away right. from beating Sherrick to the history-making yeah. moment. But, but, like and talent I think all three are eclipsed by the potential of Bo and that, that's not to rule out anything the three have done, even. They are fantastic stars, man. I just think in 20 years' time, we'll look back and we'll go, who is the best ever female darts player? And Bo Greaves will be comfortable. Better than what? Ooh, that's a big I think her, her achievements in darts will be better. I don't think she'll wrap up 10 world right. titles because I don't think that's the way it'll work. But I think she will immediately contend in mixed gender darts and will achieve more in terms of that and, and breaking down the barriers so it's a completely open sport than the rest of them. Yes, Lisa and, and Fallon and Mikura have been at that level and have paved the way, 
but I think they're paving the way for Bo to seriously be a top 32 in the entire world player, not a top 32, not a top four lady player and a, a tour card holder. I genuinely think she's yeah, going to be that I'm good. We're talking about lady starts the way we are, because we all love lady starts as Absolutely. well, is the thing. True. Um, yeah. Right, before, before we come mm-hmm. on to the World Series, let's run through some YouTube questions. Um, again, new listener from Slovenia. Greetings, my Slovenian is awful, so I'm not even going to attempt yeah. to. Um, Thank you for joining us. Well, you think it, you though. know Slovenian is a bonus. Yeah. Um, Ron Moulin-Camp disappointed. Yeah, agreed, Patrick. He did. Nick Kenny did well. Yeah, I was quite impressed with um, Nick Kenny. What about Big H? We'll touch on that at the end, John. We'll we'll go into a little bit deeper about Big H. Um, but So we won't do that as the question. Now, what about Barney coming back to the PDC? Absolutely no chance. More, cha- <laughs> more chance of me shitting on the Queen's bed. Nah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Phil, what's your opinion? Gone with you. Tell us how you really what's feel, Phil. <laughs> let's, let's be fair. He couldn't be asked to play the Pro Tours when he had to. He's not going to go and do Q School True. start at one two eight and tramps around Wigan and Barnsley to try and get back on the TV. I've got more chance of breaking into Buckingham and laying a log on her bed. Um, right, anyway, back Murray, opinions on Scott Waits. I, I think Scott we should Mitchell. just record a little segment for every time this question comes up. And yeah. it'll only take about <laughs> no. two minutes. And it, we won't have any expletives in it, and it won't be as vividly in your imagination as the way Phil's just said it, but it'll literally just shoot it down every time. Um, right. Look, don't really know Scott Waits particularly well, but I don't think he's played that well since his shoulder up. And he's done, he's quite been the same player. Scotty Mitchell, um, look, he's top of the challenge tour, top of the challenge tour, and he's done half decent in the pro tour events that he's played in as well. Look, they're both former world champions, fabulous players. Agreed, guys. Yeah, I think Good. they both. I think they both sort of missed the boat um, to move to the PDC, especially Scott Waits. Obviously, we understand uh, why he, he didn't really move. He had the opportunity after he, he picked up the Grand Slam title. Um, that's why he should decided to stay with the career path that he was on and, and stay BDO as, as a darts as a hobby, as you like. And I think that was the moment that if Scott was going to do something significant in, in PDC darts, that would have been it. Um, I think that was his, his opportunity. I think he missed that a little bit. Scott Mitchell has always just been very steady, very consistent. Um, I think he's incredibly tough to beat on stage, but I'm not too enamoured by his floor game at the minute. Yes, he's, he's picked up multiple BDO titles all around the world and that sort of thing. But I just think when you're contending against the PDC lot and getting on tour, that's a different animal. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Daz, which of officials at the World Series finals? I believe it is the best in the business, Georgie Noble and Kirky Bevins, two of them absolute stars in oh. what they do. So... I believe Heroes. it is those two. Love Kirk so much. Um, <laughs> oh, right. Before we come on to the World Series, last question, and we'll come on to the other questions at the end, guys. Um, best five players in the world right now? As MBG, right. This literal minute. Right now, the question is, best five players in the world right now? MVG, right. Price, Durant, Gando. MVG. 
Price. Actually, I'm going to do it in order. Price. MVG. Right. Sorry, what? Hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you throw Tobin Price the best player in the world? He's gone Welsh. Yeah. I said earlier when we said I'm saying right, right now, right physically now at this moment, I think Gowan Price is the best player in the world. Okay. So Price, all right. MVG, Wright, Durant, Aspinall. Oh, rogue. Ooh. Is it rogue? He's, he's just very steady. He just we didn't do anything majorly significant over the last five days, but he didn't flop. Oh, there or thereabouts was the aspect. Um, he was, he was, yeah. It's difficult because at, at the minute, I'm, I'm struggling to leave Devin Peterson out. Despite the fact he didn't pick up that title, he's he's playing that well. And if you're talking about out and out players that are going to win you matches right now, on on ability, yeah, he's right up there. Will he do it consistently and under the the biggest amounts of pressure? Possibly not. So it depends how we're using parameters to define the best. Um, I'll give the the standard the top three. Does a um, oh yeah, actually I think Devon is going to be my fifth at the minute. Right, we'll come on to some more questions at the end, guys. Don't worry. We love answering them as best we can. Right, this weekend, return of live action on ITV4. And more importantly, fans are back in the arena in Salzburg. Mm -hmm. It is the B-Wing World Series of Darts finals. Even though we haven't had a World Series, we've still got the finals, which is good. Um, We touched on the picks, but we're not going to go there. We've we've done that um, in the previous show. Right, round number one on Friday. First of all, for those that don't know, you're going to miss the first hour of play ridiculously for highlights as well. Highlights of the Tour de France. Absolute shocking from ITV. Can't you just watch the Peloton TV advert over and over again if you really want to see some cycling? Side note as well, before we get going on this, genuine questions. Can we not watch? Why can't we watch this on PDC TV? The first hour. Uh, it makes zero know. sense. But someone, someone asked Matt that on Twitter, and all he said was, "Unfortunately, this time round, it can't." No, don't know. I don't get that. Don't know what. I don't get that. However, however, guys, if you head over to onlinedarts.com, touch on the streaming page. We will show you there how to stream all the action so you won't miss the first hour of play. Get that one in nice and nice. It's all about the advertising. Nice save. Nice um, save. Yes. Good work. Good work. So, so yeah, those um, those that I want to watch on ITV, unfortunately, you're going to miss the first hour of play. However, let's run through the games. First up, it is Big H, Harry Ward against Darius Labanowskis. Then we've got Ian White against Damon Hetter. Cody Harris against Dave Chisnell. I'm loving this next game. Vincent Van der Voort against Joe Cullen. Next one, oh, yeah, Jeff yeah, Smith yeah. against the Queen of the Palace, Fallon Sherrick. This next one, Christoph Ratajski against Mensor Sulevich. A repeat 
of the World Match Play semi-final. Glenn Durren against Dimitri Vandenberg. Then last up, Simon Whitlock against Steve Beaton. Oh, my days, gentlemen. What a Friday night this is. If anyone's watching anything else, have a word with yourself, because this is box office. Oh, I don't know from 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 Vincent downwards. Oh, they're all they've all got a little bit of something. We've got a little bit of little bit of little bit of stardust. We'll, 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 we'll come on to that. We'll come on to that in a second. But yeah, uh, to be fair, I think we'll apart from the first game, they've all got potential to be absolute belgers because of the, of the players yeah, that are involved. Game three, that's, game, that's not game, being three game three doesn't float my boat either. But um. Up oh, there it is, the, the gob dropout. Oh, there it is! It's happened, it's happened. There it is! happened! It's happened. It's happened. <laughs> I can't wait. Love it. Uh, right, love first it. game, it is. Oh, Harry he's back, Ward he's back, he's back. I love it, he's back. Um, again, this is a real coin toss game for, for me. Um, we'll, come, we'll talk about Big H at the end of the show, but he can just go up there and enjoy it. And Darius, look, we, when he's on, he's on. When he's off, not quite... There. We talked about this earlier. A name I definitely want to mention that didn't play well was Darius Labanowskis. Goodness me, he was dreadful uh, today in the Orb series. Uh, yeah, it's a game of darts with fans. It's a good one to put at the start, I think, because uh, if they didn't, then uh, it might be a bit interesting. But that's a, that's a game for the fans to get in and have a beer. <laughs> and and like, well, it, it, and not be funny. If you are going to miss the first, if you are going to miss the first hour with the rest of that lineup, you know, it's just a meh game. You say meh. that, but actually, Harry Ward is is a fantastic scorer when he gets going. Obviously, he needs to have the motivation to do it on the day. Yeah. Uh, Darius is no mug. It does have potential. I just don't think it has the ceiling of potential of, of the rest of the seven games. No, I, I agree. And look, I don't know who wins. Just flip the coin up in the air and call. For, for yeah. Me. Um, yeah. I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go Harry. Why not then? I'll, Harry won't be colourblind in, uh, in Salzburg. I'm going to draw. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wrong, wrong one. Um, <laughs> uh, <second> game, <laughs> Ian White against Damon Hatter. Looking forward to this game. Because, as I say, Dame, Damon showed some good signs in the Autumn Series, like we spoke about earlier. And we keep saying it, Willie and White play well on TV. Can he reproduce his Euro Tour form on a big stage? Handed a tough first-round game, so interesting to see. Not really. This, again, White wasn't impressive at the, at the Autumn Series. Didn't really come off the page. Didn't really do anything special. Hetta obviously coming off the back of a of a World Series win. Uh, sorry, of, of a of a ranking tournament win. Um yeah. Hetta wins this comfortably for me. Comfortably. I don't think he does. Like he wasn't horrendous. He had a run to a semi-final. I, I, I... The only problem with Ian White is it's on TV the majority of the game. and it's in front of camera, so you don't know which Ian White you're going to get. I think this won't be the most exciting game to watch in terms of pace. They're two quite methodical players. Uh, they're not going to 
go hammer and tong at it like someone like Michael Smith and Michael Van Gerwen would, but they're still both morning capable. I think the fact that neither are the heaviest scorer in the world, so that will give opportunities on each other's throws. So you could see quite a few breaks in this. Um, bit of tension, a bit of who holds it together the best. And that might give Damon the edge, but I am going to back Ian for this one. I'm going Damon. There we go. And game number three, Cody Harris against Dave Chisnell. Again, this one doesn't float my boat, if I'm being honest. I think there's no real reason for Cody Harris to be there. I think they over, like we said before, they over egg they over-egged the Oceanic region. For me, this is an easy Chisnell win. I don't see Cody Harris getting near Dave Chisnell. It should be. You, you should be absolutely right, but we haven't really seen a lot of Chisnell. Didn't jump off the page at any day of, of this autumn series. We haven't really seen him go deep for a long while. He's capable of putting in a very, very good performance, but he, at the minute on TV, he's been backing up with an absolutely dross one or falling off the face of a cliff. Um so if he does get through, I'm not backing him for the second round, but I am going to back Chisnell for the first round. I just think his scoring just just gives him the extra darts that he might need if he gets a little bit tense up on stage. Yeah, why not? I, I, I'll be the uh, PB. Just go with Chisnell. Get this out of the way, I think. I'm loving this one. Vincent Van Vaughan against the rock star Joe Cullen. Both in good nick right now. Vincent did bits, I think it's fair to say, on the Autumn Series. And Joe was sensational. This will be played at a good pace that will suit both. And this could be explosive. Yeah, this this is a matchup I really like, really enjoy. Um, like I said, the pace will be very good. They're both more than capable heavy scorers when they get going, if that first start is right. I think... Joe perhaps relies on that to get his range a little bit more than Vincent, whereas Vincent will just get frustrated if, if he's not, if he throws the odd loose one. Um, but he's been very good on TV recently or, or whenever we've seen Vincent at these sort of events. So um, despite Colin's good run this week, I'm actually going to back Vincent. I think Joe's got the issue of getting over the line when he's got the opportunity. Yes, he's won a Euro Tour, but he probably should have won three or four. Um, probably should have been a bit deeper in some of the TV majors. I just think that he needs to get that right, but I just think this might be another opportunity where, where Vincent will pinch it. Uh, this is tight. Tighter than I thought it would be. Uh, I'm, I, do you know what, actually? I'll go with the Rockstar. I think he impressed me enough at the uh, Autumn Series doing bits. Uh, I will go with the, I'll go with the Rockstar. Joe Cullen wins this one. Yeah, I, I think Joe Cullen wins this one. However... I'd like Vincent to win just for a Zoom after us to see which town or city he wants to bulldoze this week. <laughs> he's going to he's going to bulldoze down the Salzburg Arena one hundred percent. That's what I mean. We, he we, won't be we, happy about we, something. We, 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 we've done Blackpool, we've done Barnsley. So if, if we can have Joe winning and Vincent on Zoom for afterwards to see where we're going to pull down next, that would be quite a good Friday. Um, then here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It is the silencer, Jen Smith, against the Queen of the Palace. Fallon Sherrick returns to our TVs. We're looking forward to this one slightly, guys. Uh, not really. I'll be honest with you. Uh, and the reason I say that is because uh, this should be a very easy win for Fallon Sherrick. 
if you want me to be brutally honest. Uh, Jess Smith is in zero form, absolutely zero form. Um, and I, I, I appreciate this is a very bold prediction here, but Fallon should win this comfortably with her stage game. Her race stage game should absolutely walk Jeff Smith. I don't see why we're... The only reason why this is the big draw is because, as I said before, she's the biggest star in darts. Simple as. Job. Yeah, I'm struggling to disagree, to be honest. I just think that before this week, I would have backed Jeff Smith. I think he's an absolutely quality operator. Um, I think he scores very well. He takes out the odd big finish when he needs it. He's very steady around the board. He's, he's a player who's got a good mentality that doesn't really get flustered or or lose his head or anything. And I, I don't think that playing Fallon in front of a crowd will get to him. But after his results this week, I think he's in real trouble. We know how yeah, hostile some of the European to... crowds have been in the past, and I'm fully expecting them to adopt Fallon as if she is Austrian. Oh, gosh, they will love her. <laughs> they will absolutely yeah. love her. Yes. I think see, they're going to love Jessica. her more than the Germans love Max Hopp. Nah, I don't know about that, but it's going to be close. I do. I, I genuinely think that that's the way that Fallon's been built and bigged up, and it's just... Despite what she's done already, there still is this stigma in darts that losing to a woman is bad. Yeah, no, I agree. The stigma Not everywhere. Is there. It is changing, but that does still exist. So the minute the crowd are on your back going, oh, you're in trouble here to Jeff, or however you say it in Austrian. Sorry, my Austrian isn't great, <laughs> along with our Slovenians tonight. Um, <laughs> I just think he could be in trouble. Um, see as well thing. Jeff Smith has joined the Simon Whitlock board killer points gang on oh his God. Facebook the other day. He's had some of those spiral points put in. He's he's um his exact words were thank you for these Simon. They should now stay in the board. Yeah, <laughs> horrid, horrid for us. Like they're banging for him. Don't get me wrong, but they're absolutely horrid for us. Part of me wishes I had some. Mine would be snapped in my case right now. But yeah, then. Christoph Ratosi against Mensor Sulevich. Oh, 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 what a round one game this is, gents. Because both did bits. Obviously, uh, Ratosi getting to a final, Mensor getting to a final on the Autumn Series. This could be a little bit good, couldn't it? Only after this week. Uh, I know Jar doesn't really rate Mensor since his, his Champions League victories and is probably going to tear into that. But I think that, as you said, I think he carried a bit more form this week and he re- he's still not where he was when he was top eight in the world and playing Premier League and that sort of thing. But I think the run of results he had this week will give him a little bit of confidence, a little bit of belief. Ratajski was a little bit disappointing this week for me um, before that run today. I think that massively bailed him out, which makes this game very, very close. And it's a massive opportunity for both. I mean, it's another horrid, horrid draw for Christoph Ratajski on the TV stage. He doesn't get a lot of nice ones considering who's available in this field. Um, but that's something he's he's got to learn to, to come through and, and get over and start knocking these players out of the way so he can go deep. Wouldn't surprise me if he then runs into one of the big three if he wins it as well, because that's just how Ratajski's draws work. Um, but... Well, I'm well, going to give like the, say, the edge here. 
but if Ratajski obviously wins, he plays Michael Smith in the uh, in the next round. So it's not too bad of a draw for him. Um, look, this is very difficult for me to do um, because since 2018, since the match play final, I've really been down on Mensal Sudovic. <sighs> I really hate doing this. But it's in Austria with a home crowd. Mensal's going to win this. Mensal will win this match. That is very painful. Mental double headbutt celebration. Something we haven't seen in the mental double headbutt for a while. Agreed. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I, I, scared of her in his neck. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Look, this this go either way, but I think Mental might nick it with home advantage. Then a repeat of the world match play semi-final is Glenn Durrant against the world match play champion. Dimitri Vandenberg, but there's a, shall we say, slight injury concern over Dimitri. We've seen him at the Autumn Series with that huge knee brace on. Um, the Dan Dawson and I believe it was Nico said that he's had one operation, but he's got to have another one at some point as well. Now, I'm no medical expert, but I'm guessing that's not a good thing to be going up and playing darts with a great big Johnny Five Brace on your knee. Um, I don't know. It might keep his leg locked out straight where he needs it at the board, but he, he doesn't have the most aggressive stance. So it, obviously it will be causing him some discomfort. Um, this is a horrid little matchup, honestly, because I think if these two draw 70, 80% of the rest of this first round, you're looking at them both progressing. But after what happened in a match play, Glenn's drop off in form over this week. Um, I've seen a couple of posts on him from social media where he's really not happy. His doubling has been letting him down, which is very, very unlike Glenn. And after the success of the change in equipment or flights that he had during the Premier League, I think we might possibly see the pair ones back. Um, I'm going to back Glenn just because I think I think he needs it more than anything, just just to keep himself ticking over stage practice ahead of the Premier League. Um, obviously, big concern about Dimitri's stage game and, and how he just appears to take people away. I think he's up to world number 11 right now as well, if I'm right in saying. That was mentioned in the Pro Tour final today. You are, yeah. You are. You are right, yeah. So, he's, he's not an easy character to beat on stage, um, but I'm going to tip Glenn just. Injury concerns, everything else alongside Dimmy make me go for Glenn and Glenn will want revenge for the match play uh, semi-final. So, yeah, I'm going with uh, going with Dazza on this one. Same, I'm going for a Dazza win, clean sweep. Then, last up, it is Simon Whitlock against Steve Beaton. <laughs> now, if you'd have asked me before the Autumn Series, I think I'd have gone Steve Beaton. However... I think Whitlock's played himself into a little bit of form. Yep, completely agreed. Steve yeah. had no form this week as well. He's had he's had a horrid week. Um, clearly not happy as well on his social media with his performances. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Simon has played his way into form. Um, he, he sort of kept his season alive. He's still in contention for the Grand Prix, I believe. 
No, well, Whitlock is no Whit can't quite remember. Whitlock, Whitlock isn't or beaten. Whitlock and beaten are both out, obviously, because they are Ooh. not in the uh, Euro event, so they are absolutely gone. Whitlock is one of them that will put together those runs when you think he's dropping off and will suddenly find himself in a quarterfinal of a TV event and, and that sort of thing. And I think we, we could see that from him again here. And I'm going to back him for this first round. Uh, yeah, but Beaton not really had any form at all. I'm going to go with uh, going to go with him. I'm going to go with uh, Simon Whitlock. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm, I'm going for Whitlock um, as well. So that's the first round of the World Series. Remember, we'll have everything covered for you online darts. If you can't watch it live, follow us. But more importantly, that first hour, head over to the website and we'll tell you how you can stream that first hour of play. Right, gents, it's time to run through some of the other bits and bobs that has happened in the darting world. First up, we'll start with Big Harry Ward. Announcing he's going to give his uh, before card we go before before we go, Phil. Can I just say uh, we've got some breaking news coming into us here at Online Darts. Uh, that is that we talked about Harry Ward, another player that will be stepping away from the Oki is uh, Jamie Lewis. He's just posted this message uh, on Twitter. I think it's time to step away from the sport I love for a little bit and focus on myself. I'm getting to myself into terrible habits. And I'm doing my health no favours. Massive thanks to Dean Williams, who's one of the markers. Uh, Johnny Clayton, Devin Peterson, uh, and uh, Joe Cullen today, and everyone that's sent me messages. So it looks like that Jamie Lewis will be stepping away from the sport for a little bit, breaking in the last 15 minutes here on the Online Darts Live Lounge, uh, just to give uh, all of our viewers a little bit of an update on that one. Yeah, look, he's, he's been struggling for a while, let's be fair. And they say winning's a habit, but sadly losing is as well. And it's probably... Yeah, almost certainly. Look, 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 look. as well. So, look, look. yeah. Let's be honest about it. You know, let's be honest about it. Really, apart from two great runs at Ali Pali, and they were absolutely brilliant. You know, semi-final against Phil Taylor in his final year, made the fourth round uh, a couple of years back. Has he really done much apart from that? Probably not. And yeah, I think it's it's a good time for him to step away from the sport. Yeah, um, yeah. Big H, I thought it would. Um, thought really good and really sensible approach from him that he said look I know what I need to do to be a top professional but I don't want to do it so I think it's a really courageous and sensible thing from Big H to, to do it takes a lot to admit that oh, massively Takes an awful lot to admit that, especially for someone like Big H, who was in was he in the BDO World Youth Final? I haven't just made that up, have I? Uh, I'm convinced he was in the BDO World Youth Final. Um, he did, he yeah. He lost. He lost to Colin, uh, but does have a pro tour. Yeah, he lost to Colin uh, Roloffs in the uh, 2015 BDO World Youth Champ Final. There we go, see? So, yeah, he, he's obviously got the ability. He's won a pro tour. He's, he's full of bags of scoring. But if he doesn't have the time or the effort or the motivation to to carry on with the sport and play it at a top level, then it's absolutely the right thing to do. Don't don't carry on. Don't force yourself. Admittedly, normally we see this decision taken by players at, at the latter stage of their career that have done it for a long time. But darts nowadays, 
people of, of my generation, shall we say, have, have been playing the sport for 10, 15 years already. If you don't have that get up and go and drive to be on the practice board for two, three hours, then it's not the career for you. Top level no. sport is not for everyone. No, definitely. Um, right, let's go through. No, let's go through. From Daz, who, who do you think will win the World Series finals? Well, Jar's jo going to say right. Uh, <laughs> Don't stop the party. Where's, where, where's the mute button? <laughs> no, Snakey's going to win it. Snakey's going to win the World Series. I'll go with him. Job, are you going for the World Series? James Wade. <laughs> also, just pick your favourite player, mate. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yes, being missed out of a seed. Now he's in the seed. Everyone else is in trouble. Well, if we're just picking our favourites, I'll, I'll just pick MVG then, shall we? <laughs> why not? Why not go with uh, it? No, so, uh, so, so we're not saying so we're not saying price at this in time. Uh, I'm torn. My only concern. Right, it. Very oh, old. What a niche. 1996 reference that is. That is a niche <laughs> reference. Beth from Neighbours. My only concern with, with Gerwig, with, with, with Gezi, is the fact that it's 13 games unbeaten now. Whenever you go on those kind of big runs, you normally then lose a game next tournament. That's just how it works. Uh, and that was probably that was a crucial moment to him in the UK Open. The fact that he got beat by Desert in Exeter because that was only a free thing. So it's not that the sort of thing. Oh, I've got, I've won twenty straight. That's it, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I, that's really the reason why I'm not going for Getty. Is because he's 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 won thirteen of them. Yeah, I'm I'm going MVG, old magic, old faithfuls out the draw. Bosh, TV title. Cheers, East. Um, so yeah, um, <laughs> great, great to hear Charlie about Dazza. Um, John, um, what about the World Grand Prix being in Coventry? Uh, look, with current what a place, the way it... what a place it is. Coventry, do no, no disrespect. Really, Coventry, we'll have the angry Coventry here. City football fans attacking us in no, a minute. No, no, I know. <laughs> we're struggling to hear you. Mute, mute, mute. Um, no, look. <laughs> Um, no, look, it's, it's in Coventry for a reason because they can create that bubble environment the same as Milton Keynes. The hotel is on the side of the arena, so players don't have to leave. Unfortunately, Milton Keynes is unavailable due to Matchroom already booking it for World Snooker. So, look, I think the only other option was the Reebok, and cases aren't particularly great up there at the moment. So they've gone for gone for Coven. Look, it is what it is, um, John. Uh, views I on have Michael Smith's game. I, so, sorry, can I say I will not have any more slander about Coventry on this station because if we do, on this channel because if we do, I'll be very unhappy. Coventry's great. Anyway, <laughs> um, views, on Michael, <laughs> views on Michael Smith's game and how does he get that extra percent? Look, I don't think Bully Boys, and we've said it before, he's not a million miles away. Um, I just think maybe at times he well, needs to... We? We've all said yeah. he's not a million miles away on here. 
If you want, I'll go back and get the old oh, tapes yeah. and dig it out. I just think he's had an absolutely horrendous week at this series. Six oh, weeks yeah, ago, yeah, I was saying yeah. he was going to win the Premier League. I, I genuinely thought he was carrying that much form. I just think that his peaks and troughs in form are, are far more significant than the other players in and around him. When he's bad, he's very bad. That's an issue for a dark player. But when he is good yeah. and when he knows where the outer ring is, he's exceptional. Can I just say very, very quickly? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah, hang on. Sorry. They do say they do say bid in commentary. I saw that comment on YouTube. Yes, they do. Uh, more importantly to the it's point... A Jordy, about it's, it's a Jordy Shaw saying it's been stolen. Why are you, Pet? No, well, <laughs> you turn it to Nico now. Here's the point about Michael Smith. Uh, look, you can always have a bad week and that's that. But from the match play semi-final, I think it's sort of broken his heart a little bit. He didn't look great in the prem. A couple of games where he didn't get the points that he deserved. I'll maintain this though, PB and Gob. If he does take out the darts that he had to win the Masters, we are having a completely different conversation because he's that desperate to win what he would class as a big TV title. I appreciate he is the Shanghai Darts master, but you speak to Bully himself, he says he doesn't really care about that one. He wants a TV title. And I appreciate the Masters isn't ranked either, but. It's a TV title. You can't be. They're all. They're all TV titles, are they not, Phil? Correct. Miss Mister Hearn doesn't have majors. They're all televised titles on the graphic. They're all televised. They're all televised titles. So look, if we if he takes out those darts between the Masters, we're having a completely different conversation. I think about Michael Smith right now. Yeah. It's a shame. Uh, John, when do we think Pro Tour markers will be back? Um, I haven't got a clue, if I'm being honest. But as it stands, the Dev Tour and Challenge Tours are still on. Which Yay, I'm a bit surprised days. about, if I'm being honest. I, I thought that this Very. rule of six might, but I suppose if you can just six round a table, two meters, six round a table, six, that it's it's okay. Well, I'm guessing. Sport, they're exempt so, anyway. I suppose if they're COVID secure, so people have temperature checks on the way in, contact details, and all that sort of thing, then crack on and do yeah, what they want. I, I don't look. I think Barry's got everything planned that he'd move everyone back in tomorrow, John, if he could. He's just waiting for that government just to say yes, and it will literally be a full-scale operation that we all know that Barry, back to normal. The show must go on. But looking forward to the Dev Tour and the Challenge Tour as well, guys, if I'm being honest. It's nice to see some like those players getting back back to action. I'm more excited. Do you know what I'm very excited for? I am very, very excited for the World Youth Finals, uh, for the World Youth Qualifier. I'm absolutely buzzing. Some of the names in that Dev Tour lineup are un. Real, can't wait. Dennis Priestley. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No. Look, I'm, I'm looking forward to it again. Um, when will Russ Bray be back on TV? It'll be, it'll be on one of them soon, mate. They normally three out of the four are at tournaments, but obviously at the moment they're only doing oh, two five now, isn't it? Obvious What's that? It's five now, there's, though. There's isn't only, it? There's four, with, uh, Hugh Off. There's, I don't think Hugh's actually full. Hugh, I think there's four full timers in Hugh, Marks, or sorry, um, does all the behind the scenes stuff on Pro Tours and stuff like that. And on the UK Open and stuff like that. There. I'm not sure if he's. Yeah, I'm not sure if Hugh is, has officially got his badge of honour to join the, the full time gang yet, but a very good referee, mind you. Um, 
Can I just say, Owen? Bink, so, can I just yeah. say really, really quickly? I know he's not. I know he's not watching at the moment, but I want to say this now. Binksy once again had an absolutely stonking autumn series. Owen Binks is going places. That lad, he's been absolutely unreal so far. I've got to say that. Uh, Patrick, any news about the Premier League playoffs? Not as yet. Um, the word on the street when we were at the Premier League was they were still hoping to have some sort of a crowd for the finals. Um, again, listening to Eddie, he did an interview with Coogan yesterday. He's still hopeful that his event in 4th of October, Josh Buatzi, um will have a limited number of tickets. So I think this will be a very last-minute call for the Premier League finals, as in where it's going to be and who's going to be in. I think it's it'll be left until the last minute possible. You agree, guys? Yeah, if, there, if there's a way yeah. to get fans in, then they'll leave it as late as they can to, to make that call and get them in. It, it's what makes business and logistical sense, really. Yeah, well, you look at, look at the snooker. They said no, they couldn't have fans in, and then they could for the final, and within two weeks they'd sold the allocation of tickets. So, look, Matchroom are the best at what they do for um, promotional of, of all the sport and everything like that. So, look, if there's 300 tickets available, they could get rid of them in a week. I'm quite sure of of that. And Matt, Barry and everyone well, we, there will have plan in an hour. We'll have plan. Well, I'm talking about times to set up and everything like that, get them on t- tickets. Um, yeah, yeah. Ticket exchanges and everything like that. Um, so, yeah, look, they're the very best at what they do. We're, we're lucky in that respect that we have got the best drive in our sport. Very um, so from very, very true, from there, right, guys, we're coming up to an hour and a half. We've waffled for long enough, and we appreciate everyone who has chipped in and watched this week's Live Land. It's been busy because there's been so much starts to talk about. It's been got into that. I, I, I didn't. Re- yeah, I must say, I, I didn't realise we've gone international this week as well. Thank you very much to our viewer well, from Slovenia as well. Spread the gospel. We're week, spreading yeah. the gospel it, of darts. Same, same as last week. We, was it Kentucky? We had one from last week? Yeah. We're getting there. We're, we're, go, yeah. we're going global. Um, Do you think no, that was no, Darwin? Genuinely, guys. No, he's in New he's York. He's back. <laughs> he's back. <laughs> 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 uh, More Harry Potter God. references. <laughs> mm. uh, As if we don't have enough like already. This is like when Newt Scamander goes off in Fantastic Beasts in New York, isn't it? Oh, that's a neat. That's a very uh, niche reference in that sense. We have not. We've not. We've, we've not used a Fantastic Beasts reference yet on this day on this channel. But, but by the way, just before we go, we have got genuinely. If they come off, two bits of absolute outstanding content that will bring you one is Christmas themed. And if we can pull this off, it's just going to be absolutely amazing. And two, it's very magical. And we will pull this off. It might take a while because we're going to argue, but two bits of absolute outstanding content and something just a little bit different to the run of the mill dart stuff that I know you all like, but we're just trying to engage other audiences and, see how far we can push these sporting boundaries and crossovers. Um, so really looking forward to that. But 
thank you all very much for joining us on the live lands. We will be back on Monday or Tuesday. We'll sort out a date where we can all sit down and look back over the World Series and see a Michael Van Gogh and lift another trophy. I mean, see who lifts the trophy. Um, but we're, we're looking forward to it. <laughs> Guys, absolute pleasure as always. Jack Gobby Garwood, Jalafi and, and me, Phil Bars. We really do appreciate all your love and support. And remember, please subscribe to all of our channels if you can, no matter what one you are watching them on. We've got enough of them now, guys, haven't we? Let's be, let's be fair. But if you can do yeah, any it's... damage on any platform for us, we really do appreciate it. Much love, and we will see you all very soon, guys. Thank you very much for joining us. Mm.